0: Episode thirteen, relationship status taken with Ken Blackman. You're listening to the Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game. Not get played and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready, set, go. So, everybody, today's special guest is an educator, a coach, a speaker, and an author of his upcoming book, "Powerful Woman, Confident Man." He dedicates his life to guiding couples through intimate human connection, using truth, transparency, and compassion. And he's been featured in Playboy, Cosmopolitan, HuffPost, and more sharing with the world what he has learned after two decades of experience. I am so excited to welcome Ken Blackman.
1: I'm so excited to be here. This this one's been a long time coming. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. So Ken, on Race for the Ring, we often talk about dating woes, dating fun, dating um, triumphs and trials and all of the above. And today we're going to segue a little bit into when you actually do find someone that you want to date and possibly have in your life for a regular, you know, on a regular basis, maybe turning into something more uh, permanent, Um, how we can go about it without messing it up, so to speak. (laughs) Maybe what some red flags might look like earlier on so we can avoid wasting time with the wrong person Mm -hmm. and what to fix, when to fix it and how to fix it. So that's a whole lot to swallow. So Let's get into some of your background for our listeners who may not know a whole lot about who you are and what you do. Um, explain to me a little bit about what makes you maybe a little bit different than going to say a therapist, like if for couples right. therapy or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think my approach is pretty different. You know, I when I'm working with someone, often I'll find that the advice I'm giving them is exactly the opposite of what of what they're they've heard. Like. If someone thinks that, oh, I shouldn't talk about this thing, usually I'll say, actually, the relationship will get better if you if you do talk about that thing. I tell, you know, if someone's fighting, I may not tell them not to fight. I may teach them how to fight skillfully, you know?
0: How do you fight nicer or fight skillfully? Like, what are some of so,
1: the so, key points? So here's the thing. Um, So many people are trying to suppress their emotions and they think the way they're they're supposed to be, supposed to be, is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my emotions are bad. I'm supposed to keep it really flat and, you know, unemotional and all that stuff. I don't think that's true. I think we come to relationship in order to be passionate human beings, to feel, we come to relationship in order to feel something. Mm -hmm. So when you start suppressing what you're feeling, you're actually kind of blocking off the very thing we came for, right? Might might not be like the bad feelings, but you need to be able to actually express your emotions. So, but what we don't want is we don't want to cause wreckage. So when people are fighting, they need to be able to fight in such a way that they get all the way to the other side and get to resolution. So, I tell it's kind of like you know MMA fighters. Here's what I notice about M, you know like in the ring. Interesting
0: analogy. Yeah. 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 So yeah. here's
1: what I notice they they fight full on like they really are they don't hold back, mm-hmm. they go all the way until it's figured out mm-hmm. they um they congratulate each other and hug each other and celebrate when they're done like if you've ever seen like right when someone actually wins, their first thought is, is the other person okay right mm-hmm. like they they actually
0: Empathy or like concern for their opponent, yeah. And the
1: last thing is like the last thing they want to do is actually damage, like do do damage or harm someone. Like MMA fighters hate it when they actually like break someone else's bone. That's not the goal. So when how this applies to a couple is if you're angry, you want to be able to not pretend that you're not. You want actually to be able to say, "I'm angry," but what what's what's damaging is being mean to each other yeah yeah vindictive to each other like just taking pot shots of each other that's really damaging to a relationship Mm -hmm. so i make this distinction where you if you're angry be like allow yourself to be angry and i tell the other person they're gonna you know you should be able to to receive your your partner's your partner's feelings Mm -hmm. because that's how you get to the other side so mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So
0: fighting more intelligently and yeah. I guess with an actual purpose as opposed to just lashing out at somebody because you're so angry and you just have to yeah. like, you know, get it off right. your chest and you don't care where, you know, not that yeah. you care, but maybe not that moment, you know, right. and then at that point words can actually cut more than knife sometimes. So. Exactly.
1: You, yeah. Like, to the degree that you actually start saying mean stuff to each other, that. Yeah has to stop because that will hurt. the That will kill the relationship. Right?
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't really I'm really uh, personally I avoid conflict. I I'm like, I despise it. Um, well, I do express my anger. I guess I would probably be one of your stronger students. I try to do it in <laughs> a subjective, very like appropriate way um, without getting my emotions to get the better of me. Yeah. But I was in a relationship um, with somebody that was going through a lot. Like he was just going through a lot of stuff that really didn't involve me, I don't think. But unfortunately, I was like a scapegoat and it was nasty at some point. And I found myself like in defense, I guess, just being nasty back. And then I literally stopped myself and I was like, you know, this is not who I am. Like, I don't want to be mean to somebody. Like, I'm not right. a mean person. So, you know, we we took a pause and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And it was for the best because, you know, we both really care about each other. So it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the it was just the heat of the moment, so to speak, I guess. But yeah, no, I, I totally appreciate what you're saying. And that's probably a hard lesson to teach people who don't necessarily get it out of the gate, so to speak, you know? So that's, that's nice. I mean, it's, it's very, um, you know, productive, if you can kind of practice that on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. what goes into a healthy relationship for all of us, single people out there looking for love? What would you mm-hmm. say like the key components are? I know that's a, a probably another big question to, <laughs> to answer in one fell swoop, but if you can kind of name a few key points that you think um, based on your background and expertise, um, we should all be sort of on the hunt for.
1: Yeah. So one is being able to talk about anything like, mm-hmm. The, if you want a long-term relationship, like a real life partnership, if that's mm-hmm. what you're looking for, yeah, you gotta you gotta understand like in the long run, every important topic you're going you're gonna end up talking about it. So mm-hmm. what like I mean in the beginning, you're you you have to be wary like you don't want to pour your life out to someone that you're just getting to know. right But once you've decided like we're gonna give this a go, we're gonna give this a try. we're, we're really gonna give this a try. Uh, one of the most important things is, are, are there taboo topics? Are there topics you just can't talk about? Like, those are the things to look at. like you, you're and you, it ends up you're going to have to talk about everything. So mm-hmm. watch out for those. Watch out for those things where your partner
0: clams st- up,
1: clams, clams up
0: <laughs> or they become a mute <laughs> or uh, yeah. or yeah. they're
1: vague or secretive. That's not a good sign, right? right so stuff like so that's the first thing is like what's your ability to talk about about stuff and then another one is um like do you have each other's backs like are you supporting each other like does it you know like are you are you really um are are you really watching out for each other and this comes up especially with women who are doing well like if a woman if a woman is confident if she's successful this is kind of what the book is about like if she's successful if she's self-assured if she's you know in in charge of her own you know libido like all these ways in which they're they're really positive qualities Mm -hmm. so does your is your partner fully supportive of you being as as you know all the things you are or do you slightly feel like you have to kind of shrink yourself a little bit in order to not bruise his ego that is also something right
0: like right can he
1: really accept you being the 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 big powerful you know human being that you are right
0: yeah yeah or
1: do or do you have to feel like you have to shrink a little bit so that's a that's another piece right
0: how about the flip do you ever find men that um, feel like they need to not be as successful um, you know, in, in like not flaunt it into the face of their partner, but like, you know, maybe hide some of their success or shrink as you're saying, or is that more geared towards women? I'm just curious. It's not a trick question. right? I just, I feel like it probably would be more of a woman thing than a guy thing. Right. It is
1: more of a woman thing. And with men, it's slightly different. Uh Men struggle if they're, if they're very successful, especially financially. They do. Um, Well, the, what comes up with them is they don't want that to be the reason why oh, she's yeah. using him. Yeah, That's,
0: like that's the gold digger girl. Yeah, right. no, so for he, sure. I see he that. Might,
1: he might downplay his positives yeah. just to make sure they're not the reason why she's after him.
0: Right, right. So it's different.
1: It's right. different. I see yep.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to make sure they're with you for you or not because of your pocketbook or yeah. what you can provide to them? Yeah. I that's can see a, that.
1: That's, I think successful people of both sexes have to deal with that. Like, what's, are you really here for me and to connect with me or are you after, you know?
0: I sometimes find the guy flaunts that because that's what they think their calling card is. And I'm like, I don't really care. Like I work too, dude. Like yeah. I can buy my own pocketbook and shoes. you know, that's icing on the cake, but no, but I, I can see that could be an issue with, I guess it depends. It's an issue. You're both dating. You know, if you're making more money than the other person, like as it, a guy versus, you know, a girl or what have you.
1: It's an issue both ways because you're right. Like people, it, it could also happen that a guy, is trying to use that as his shtick. Yeah. That that usually happens when he doesn't he hasn't fully developed himself in terms of like his ability to connect and his ability to have intimacy and all the things that are the real reason why the relationship needs to happen. Right. And this actually goes back to the nineteen fifties. So in the nineteen fifties, he was the producer. He was the provider. He was the protector. Mm-hmm. He was expected to be the rational reasonable one in the relationship he was expected to be the head of household all mm-hmm. these 1950s qualities right mm-hmm. well what was she she her job was the emotional well managing the emotional well being of everyone in the household mm-hmm. so he was outsourcing his emotional well being to her it was her job mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. still a flavor of that these days like if he makes a lot of money He's expecting she's going to be the, the 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 emotional thing, and he's going to be the the financial thing, and that doesn't work too well. It doesn't work too well. So
0: no, because it's not the status quo today. Obviously. These days, thank goodness, right?
1: Right. For these us, days, yeah. women want a guy who is emotionally developed and can show up for her emotionally in the same way she's going to show up for him emotionally.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and be like partners all the way around. Yeah. Right. So
1: it can be a trap if the guy thinks that his finances are his attractive quality. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. I can totally see that. So um, when you're dating other than maybe the speak, like maybe the lack of communication and vagueness, are there any other red flags that you think would be like telltale signs that you should turn a corner and call it quits earlier on? And which ones aren't so red? Like maybe they're shades of pink that you should stay in the game and, you know, and, and they can pursue it and like kind of try to pave through some of the rocks and the valleys that you're facing.
1: It's, it's a great question. And really for me, the only real honest to God deal breakers deal breakers are the two we've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. If someone gets mean and vindictive when they get upset Mm -hmm. or if they absolutely, if you catch them not being honest, those are -hmm. the two, those are the two real deal breakers in any relationship.
0: Do you think that's ever repairable? Do you think if someone's um, dishonest and tells lies um, and or is vindictive and nasty, do you think they're always going to be that way? You do?
1: Well, if I'm working with, with a couple, uh-huh. you know, I, I will have a conversation with that person to let them know this has to change. This has to stop. It, and like I, over time, I, as kind of the the witness to the relationship, right. I can tell, and I can, at some point, I can say this person is not going to change, or this person genuinely is is making progress. But um, it's one of those things that has to change right now. And there are a lot of people who that's very deeply ingrained behavior, and it's not going to change. Like, don't, I
0: think it is too, right? It's yeah. like a tree. It's like, a, it's a, like a character flaw, almost that. some well, people just possess, unfortunately.
1: It's a way of being that gets them something, but it's not gonna the thing it's not gonna get them is a good relationship. So if what you're there for is a good relationship, those those are bad those are bad behaviors if if the goal is to have a good relationship.
0: Right. Right, right, right. Very
1: self-serving and you can't be self-serving in a relationship. Like the sooner This is true in nature. Any two, you know, like in nature, really healthy, robust. Um, ecosystems, there's some competition, but there's mostly cooperation, there's mostly symbiosis. Mm -hmm. So the sooner two people who are going to be interacting on a regular basis, switch from competing with each other or trying to get the best of each other to Mm -hmm. supporting each other and collaborating, the Mm -hmm. sooner they're both going to start benefiting from that.
0: Mm-hmm. And not just saying things because they want to kind of like manipulate situations to make the other person do something that they want them to do or
1: exactly feel a
0: certain way so that they don't do something that they don't want them to do or something like that. They're genuinely partners. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you with that for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just wasn't sure if that's something like our listeners out there, if they're dating someone and they feel like maybe they haven't been the most honest or maybe they haven't been honest with their partners, if that was yeah. something that can be, you know, changed Changed, like, you know, like, you know, or if it's something that's basically ingrained in them, and um, if they, I guess they have to want to change that's their answer to that. It's okay. not, yeah.
1: Let me say a few words about that. So, if okay. you're dating someone, you know, like, you're, you know, you're dating, and you, it's good, it's good, it's good, and then there's that first fight, and every couple is going to, f- is going to learn a lot from their, f- everyone's going to have a first fight, and everyone's going to learn a lot from it, mm-hmm. and if you notice that your partner is, gets mean when they get angry Mm -hmm. you can say to them i i'm i don't i don't want you to feel like you you can't be angry but you cannot turn mean when you get angry those are two very different things and i make a strong distinction between them so Mm -hmm. you can be angry you cannot turn mean that is i am a a hard no to that right and you can just tell them and then Mm -hmm. watch how they if they are able to make that distinction and then for being honest you know, it's that's tricky. a hard one. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's a really hard one. I
0: think, because even if the other partner like told a lie and then like they were dishonest, and then you know, I'm not speaking for me. I, I, I'm just saying in general, I could see yeah. as like an outsider looking in. Like I feel like you know, then the other partner is always kind of looking with like a cautious eye. You know, whether or not that their partner still is, are they telling a lie? Or should I believe them? Are they really doing that? Like, you know, yeah. right? It's and, like boy who cried wolf almost.
1: And it's equally hard for the person. Like, you know, I can imagine people who are dating, they're, they're starting to have strong feelings and it's going really well, but there's something that they have that they're, they're like, no way in hell am I telling anybody, telling this person this thing, right? Like it's so hard to develop the trust.
0: Yeah. To,
1: share something. And so you just have to, you have to believe the relationship coach who's telling you, the long term success of the relationship depends on you being able to say the truth, your partner being able to say the truth, and both of you being able to receive the truth from the other person. So the way this works is, let's say your partner, you know, you your partner is finally going to tell you something they tell you, and it's really bad. It's like really upsetting.
0: Like Give something an, like a, for instance, Ken, well, that so, be? so
1: everyone's, everyone's <laughs> different, but let's just say just generally, they tell you something from their past that makes you very uncomfortable. You're mm-hmm. like, this isn't true anymore. But when I was in my twenties, just, you know, like they tell you something and it really upsets you. Mm-hmm. If you want them to, it has to be that you, you're like 51% glad that they told you and 49% upset. Like it has to be mostly you're glad that they told you, you can't punish them for telling you. So like I, it's really, it's really confronting for me to hear that, but I'm glad that you told me like reward them for the communication. Does that make sense?
0: It definitely does because they're being brave by coming to the table and sharing some information that they know they're going to upset you with, but they need to feel like they can trust you and know that you're not going to just walk away and throw the towel. And I mean, yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I always say just tell the truth because the the truth eventually reveals itself. And if you find out later, the ramifications are always so much worse than they would have been if you just came clean in the beginning. I mean, that's often what I tell my children. <laughs> but it definitely, you know, parlay to a, a partner too. Yeah. I, def, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I There's, never, never want to get caught in a lie and I don't, I wouldn't want to be lied to. So right. I always try to treat people the way I would want to be treated.
1: Yeah. There's nothing you can gain from, from, from lying to your, to someone you're close to someone that you want to build a relationship with. There's nothing you can gain from lying that is worth the cost there, there's, it's always what you gain from being honest with each other is always worth more than whatever you could have gained by, by withholding or lying.
0: No, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. Um, all right. So let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about some of your success stories. Like, can you, without naming names and giving too many details to give the couple away. Um, and do you only work with married couples or you work with dating couples too? Like, can I you work, tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I'll tell, t- so my, my brag <laughs> is um, that, so I, I often get, well, I'll, I'll often get an email from, from someone saying, hey, you know, we just wanted you to know we're getting married and we're super excited. We're so glad for the work that we did with you. We're just catching you up and we're getting married. And so one day I, w- I got an email like that and I thought, um, I want to look back and see what my track record is. And so I looked back, I went back to 2016 and looked at all the unmarried couples I've worked with. And since 2016, um, of all the unmarried couples I've worked with, most of them either got married while we were working together or they got married afterwards. So so more than half of them are now not just married, but happily married. Like they're bonded. They're they're not breaking up and they're not gonna break up. Like their relationship is it's solid, it's happy, it's like thriving. The the other people who see them <sighs> envy them. So
0: that's great. So you're giving them like a very strong foundation to start from because marriage is tough. I mean, it yeah. definitely relationships are tough, you know, and then when you throw in like the lifelong, you know, contract of staying together with that person, if you're not starting from a strong place, a foundation, it can definitely be a trickier water than it would have been. So that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. So you think it's a good idea then if you're dating, whether you're having like minor problems, no problems, just to have like layer of, you know, um, foundation behind you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about irreparable problems. Like, do you think all relationships are able to be repaired if both partners want to um, give it a go? Um, Or do you think certain scenarios, like if you had, say, a history with somebody that wasn't necessarily smooth sailing, to say the least, maybe slightly on the ugly side, but feelings still were there, is that a sign that you should still give it a shot and give it, you know, and put your effort into it because maybe I hate this expression because I don't I don't know but some people say like oh you've unfinished business but it applies right um yeah. or do you think that baggage is baggage and it's never you're never going to look past it what are your thoughts on that
1: well I have an interesting thought about this so when I'm determining whether this thing is going to work or not I don't actually look at the problems no matter how bad the problems are because i I have helped couples and it's not me, it's them. I've been, I've assisted couples in solving some absolute deal breaker. Like, th- like they come to me and it looks like this is never going to work. And somehow between the three of us, we're able to figure it out and they're able to get past it. So I don't Can You actually- Give me an
0: example of what that would have been like, like a, something that you think is just horrific. That's hard to get past.
1: Okay. So one is this is, I I have to keep this anonymous, but I had a couple. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. No, I definitely want you to. (laughs) I'm asking anything to show dirty laundry of your clients. I'm just curious, like what, what that would constitute as, that's all
1: I'm trying to say. So I had a, I had a couple where, um, she came from an abusive childhood. Um, and she, her, 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 the, the abusive elders in, in her childhood were alcoholics and, and drug users. So her one rule, like she, she, was, she was actually pretty healthy. She'd done a lot of work about it, but she had one rule. And that rule is, I have to date a sober person. I am not going to date anyone who, who uses drugs or alcohol or anything.
0: Not even social drinking, like a glass of wine?
1: I mean, it was just, it was so deeply ingrained in her, the trauma that she was like, I need someone who's sober. Okay. That's her. And, you know, that's not a, that's not a tall order. There are lots of people who don't, who don't use, who don't drink. Right. Right.
0: Right. Of course. Mm -hmm.
1: Now she's, she, she's, she meets up with this guy. It's going great. He is just a little bit slightly autistic, right? Like on autism spectrum, he's fully functional everything, but he's got this little bit of like autism spectrum, not bad, Okay. not a problem. Okay. Um, but he uses CBD oil because it, it helps. Okay. And so they are at an impasse because he's not going to give up his CBD oil and she can't get past. Like I, I don't want anyone who's using substances. Like it's, that's a problem. Okay. So this was, this was going to be an issue that was going to break them up. Mm. Right. This was absolutely an issue that was going to break them up. And somehow between the work that we did, they were able to work through that. That's great. Okay, so, But the point I want to make is I they come to me with problems and we are going to have to solve the problems, but I'm not worried about the problems. I think most of them, like if it's really unsolvable, you know, but I a surprising number of problems are solvable. But you know what I look at? What are the good parts of the relationship? Why are they, they together? That is going to tell me whether they're going to make it or not. If there are, because I've worked with like couples who are like the perfect checklist for each other, like all the things that they thought they wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the on paper. They're ideal for each other. They're perfect, Mm -hmm. but they just don't have, they, they don't really know why they're not, there's no spark or they just don't feel connected. That relationship is in trouble. I, there's nothing I can do to help that couple.
0: Right, because you have to but, have chemistry. You have to have, if, I think that's the most important thing. And the foundation of love of some kind, right? Yeah.
1: But if the if if we talk about the good things, the reason they love each other, the reason they like each other, like the and I can feel how much they want it to work, we can make it work. The problems aren't what's gonna make it make it like if there is if we look at the good stuff and the good stuff is really worth it, we that is the that is the foundation that we'll use to actually get through the problems. Does that make sense?
0: It does. No, so it doesn't matter like how much the past may have had, like even pain and hurt that maybe you caused one another. If there's love and comfort right. and like still like so many things about the other person that yeah. you really care about that should prevail. Is that basically right. what you're saying? Okay. Or, so, okay. Or, go ahead. I'll let you finish. And then I have another yeah. person,
1: Like personality differences political religious differences they live in different locations and and it's a distance relationship and either one wants to move they disagree about whether they want to have kids like these are major issues and I don't know what the answer is all I know is if I can feel that 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 magnet between them I know that we can work those issues out and that we can make it work
0: they both want it, right? I mean that has that's part of the battle too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they both need to have that same mindset. Um what about getting back with an ex? What are your thoughts on that? Saying is it the same school of thought as the you know, making it work with some baggage um and issues in the past or Yes. You're nodding your head. You think it's worth it. Okay. So some people say if it didn't work the first time, it's not going to work the second time. It's not going to work the third time. So I'm just curious what you think about that.
1: It really depends on what's pulling you back together. Cause it could be, you know, Oh, you know, we've been away from each, from each other. I really missed the person. I, I loved what, you know, I loved what we had. Um, you know, you start to wear the rose colored glasses, you think less about the bad stuff and, and more about the good stuff. Then you get together and you're, you're reminded like, oh, now I remember why we broke up. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's bad. It's awful. Right.
0: Yeah. That's but, so funny. <laughs> and so yeah. that's not,
1: if you're just like, oh, now I have forgotten all the bad stuff and I missed them and I'm going to get back together." there. That's, that's not going to work. But what does work is you guys had some growth to do. You broke up, you know, each of you did you, the growing that you need to do and you show up and you're actually different people. Like you've actually worked through the issues that were causing problems the first time. So when you get back together, the first thing you need to look at is have things, have the reasons we've broken up, have those things changed? Have we grown? Have they, you know, like if someone had, if someone had a really bad temper, but then they went to therapy and they they worked through a lot of that stuff, then the relationship has a much better chance. And sometimes you have to break up so that each person can do their work. Then there's a very good chance that it'll work out.
0: I agree with that. I think at times apart, if you still have those feelings, especially like the more that time goes on and the feelings still are there, I think that says a lot. I mean, I'm a believer in true love. I like I gravitate to that. I mean, not that you're not. I just I'm like, I definitely think that there is true love. And I think it's worth fighting for. And I think, you know, it definitely has to be, you know, something both partners are worth fighting for. But I, you know, but I I definitely think that anything can be like worked out and I, I think it is a good It's a good situation sometimes when you break up and you take a pause. I've been c- scenarios in my life with different people where we've broken up and then we re- revisited like a little while later and it was like incredible you know yeah yeah yeah. so yeah all right, I so think... let's talk about your book. So when's your book come out? give me some uh, let's get, let's plug that book. It sounds good yeah great. yeah
1: yeah. so so what what I've been looking at um, kind of in the last four or five years, is this dynamic we were talking about earlier where little like hints or like residue from the old 1950s model is still showing up in people's relationships today. So, you know, is it a problem if she makes more money than he does? Or is it a problem, you know, like all these old ideas that don't really fit people anymore. It's just that we never had a new model. We never had a new model for how people can relate today. So what I'm doing is talking about the new skill set. Then what's the, what are the new skills that men need? What are the new skills that women need for today that fits people a lot better? And so that's where this idea of, you know, a woman, uh, like instead of a woman having to be small and being needing to be taken care of, you know, she might, she, she can show up as, as powerful as she, as she is. Um, so, um, for her, the, the skills are her power and also just orienting towards her pleasure, like her pleasure is going to be important for the relationship. And for him, it's his confidence and his intuition and his ability to, to be connected.
0: So being her authentic self embracing that and being able to accept others authenticity too. Right. That's great. And does the book come out, Kim?
1: Uh, it'll be out. It, I'm I it's it's in the work. I, I, I ended up, you know, delaying it, but it'll come out this year. It'll probably be out okay. in the fall.
0: Okay, that's great that's a great time yeah. just in time for the
1: holidays that's yeah. good
0: okay well you'll have to let me know I'll have you come back on and dive into some of the chapters I'll read it in advance and we could do a little Q&A based on that oh that'd that. be fun that'd be yeah fun. yeah well thank you for joining me on my race for the ring so any last minute um, advice to give to our listeners out there who are vying for that true love or maybe in a relationship that they've just started in this COVID-19 craziness I'm hearing about so many couples I really quickly want your opinion about that be a good way to wrap up the show so i've been hearing about so many couples who have been doing you know the online thing as they were before all this stuff happened and have become really connected to people virtually and have had like these really incredible relationships start because it's taking all of the pressure out of you know, hooking up and like all of that. And they're really just getting, to know, somebody whether granted it's not in the flesh for the most, at least we hope not. Right. And because it's not safe, but like, they're getting to know people on a much deeper level. And I've heard at least in the last week that there's been six, like real relationships like now, like in the works, like they're, they've met in the park for a social distance. They're, virtually talk like every single day, you know, they're full force. Like they're like, once this is over, like they're going to be out publicly and the whole nine. So do you think that, that, that taking that like element of touch and like, just like one-on-one connection in the, in person changes things a little bit in terms of starting a relationship?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing I want your audience to know is like this, this unique situation that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. it can be, it can be the worst thing possible thing for your, for your relationship, or it can be the best possible thing for your relationship. And I've seen both and it's up to you. So yeah. you can't, you, you like, don't use, don't use this situation as an excuse for why things are going bad. Cause it's not true. There are plenty, plenty of couples who's, who this unique situation is having them thrive. It's like really, it's the, the they're separated, but they're being creative and they're learning how to connect in other ways and mm-hmm. their relationship is really blossoming in spite in spite of it. Mm-hmm. So and I also know couples who like they're relatively new and they had to make a quick decision when when everything was going on lockdown. Some of them decided, Oh, let's 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 quarantine together.
0: <laughs> Big mistake.
1: <laughs> so again
0: sorry. I no, couldn't help myself. You're right. No, you're right. <laughs> oh so, my god.
1: Again, I'm going to say it's either the, it'll either be the worst thing for your relationship because you're, you're hating each other, or it could be the best thing for you because you actually have time to develop and it is up to you. You can't blame this. Like it's, it's, it's going to be good or bad based on, on what you guys are willing to do to, Mm to, to cultivate your connection.
0: And you don't have to be a hermit, ladies and gentlemen. You can still, like, date. You just have to be creative, as Ken said, virtually. You can start new relationships in this quarantine. You don't have to wait until the world opens up again. You know, definitely not. Life is going on, and we're all in it together. And. Yeah, this situation
1: is bad for hookups and casual. And it's great for people who want something long term and actually to build something
0: totally agree. This is the perfect scenario for someone who's looking to find their life partner. Yeah, yeah which I am. And I'm sure many out there are too. So anyway, I, Oh, thank you, Ken. I really appreciate you giving us your time and we will check in with you when your book is out. Okay.
1: Fantastic. Great talking with you.
0: You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the race for the ring. If you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye.